1: Back to another episode of Full Court Press, brought to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm joined tonight by Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel?
2: What's up, Mick? Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year, brother. Uh, And Jawan will be on with us in just a little bit. Um, But uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to be breaking down an NBA conference update and where the teams sit, and kind of uh, take a take a look at the playoff picture and kind of our predictions um, going forward uh, from here. So let's jump right into it. Um, we're going to start out west, Joel. Uh, Denver Nuggets still holding down that number one spot, despite a bevy of injuries. I mean, what, Barton went out early this season. Harris has missed time. Uh, Paul Millsap has been out. And they just keep on trucking, man. Like, this team has really impressed me. Uh, Nikola Jokic is at least making an argument to be considered the best center in the NBA. I mean, I still – in my opinion, I still got him third behind. It it depends on whether you want to call Anthony Davis a center or not. But if you do, I I, I mean, especially now. I mean, when he was playing with Boogie, like, yeah, I mean, I I, – I put him as a power forward but um right right Thank but in you. in that system I mean he's he's pretty much their center um but uh and and then of course Joel Embiid so I got him behind those two guys but like I mean dude his his passing uh is just sick he's far none the best passing big man in the NBA today um and probably like uh, top Three or four ever like I mean there's not many big guys who who see the court and, and are able to um, get their teammates involved like he is in the history of the game um, and their defense man their defense has been no joke they have had like that has always been their Achilles heel and they're just they're just moving right along what are your thoughts on on Denver and um, like where do you kind of see them maybe finishing out throughout this uh, Throughout
2: this Western Conference. No, I mean I have to agree with you. Denver has been completely shockingly. I mean, I, I had to make it in the playoffs. I just never expected to be as good as they have been because they were. They've been. They've struggled to make the AC the last couple of years, and it's like, I. But they had the talent. Like that's why. I mean, like they had the guys to do it. It's just a matter of just right. putting everything together. And what happened right. this year, uh, even with all the injuries, like you were just mentioning, Will Barton was here for a while. Gary like Harrison. And Paul Mills have all her, I mean, I think they're all back now except for Barton. And, of course, they still have IT and, and Michael Porter Jr. who haven't played a game yet. I mean, they have right. a ridiculous amount of talent. And it's like even without them, they're playing really well. So you got to give the guys that are playing credit and, of course, the coach credit for for getting up to this point. And uh, Jokic is the fucking man, you Uh He currently is my top center. Um. I, oh, we're not. the nice. Third. That he's number three on my list. Um, oh. Okay. And, yeah, he's not. I don't want to say the top. Uh, but I do expect. I do uh consider Anthony Davis a center, and uh, Joel Embiid probably to me is number two. Yeah, but still, he's
1: <clears throat> he's. That, that means in both
2: of our minds, he's an all NBA center. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. He's He's on my all starter list, and. He's uh, uh he's probably even in my th- I think he's top five for me in like MVP right now. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's just he's up there. He's good. Uh he was he's been good. Is now it's just like more of a breakout year. Uh he's actually been playing a lot more powerful lately because Paul was out and he's been playing next to Palm But he, he can do it, you know. I mean he's been doing it. The kid's good mm-hmm. man and he's he's a big reason why Denver's as good as they are. And um it means a lot. I mean he means a lot to that team, obviously joker yeah
1: definitely it's it's yeah it's really too bad that um that Nurkic wasn't able to play more of a defensive role on that team i mean they ended up getting yeah. plumley um who who does fit better like defensively yeah. cuz they tried playing those two guys together and it just didn't work like their defense just was not able to to, right. to you know muster past that um but uh but plumley seems to be the guy man like um you know he he's definitely uh, the best out of all the Plumleys. Um, Mason, yeah, and uh, for sure. like he's he's a really good like backup center. Like he, he's your kind of ideal backup center. Maybe slightly overpaid, um, but not yeah, by much. No, but, I mean, I think he's I think he's making like eleven, twelve million, which you know for a really good backup is you know not bad. Not bad. Um, yeah, but. uh Jawan is now on the line. What up, Jawan? What's going on, guys? Uh, Nothing much, man. Just uh, getting into our first team, uh, the Denver Nuggets. What have been your thoughts on them so far? And, uh, you know, where do you kind of see them uh, shaking out throughout these Western Conference
0: games? It's it's actually funny because I believe – no, no, I'm sorry. I was just about to lie. I was going to say Joel got me paying attention to the Nuggets, but I forgot it was Jazz that Joel had on his radar last year, I think it
2: yeah.
0: was. Um, yeah, last year. Uh, Jokic, to me, is just one of those guys that um, I, I, I feel as though uh, what he started the season with, he was making an MVP tear. Um, he's just, he just doesn't seem like one of those guys that can maintain that for a full season, um, playing at an MVP level. Um, and I, I think we've gotten so used to seeing LeBron do it, Durant do it, Westbrook, Harden, that we forget that not everybody's built like that. And I think he's one of those guys um, that is built to just be a really good uh, play. I think he's an all-star. I, I honestly do think he's an all-star. Um, mm. And he's built, he's built to where he, um, he could lead the team to the playoffs. Uh, my biggest goal for him is to see him do it for a full season um, and to put himself in MVP talks Because, um, I mean, I look at that team, excuse me, um, in the possibilities the same way I looked at the buck, to where it was like, if your star player doesn't, like, arrive, this team is just going to make the playoffs, get bounced out, and it's just going to be a yearly thing. Um, because if you look at it, they're well coached, um, and they do have proper pieces for the team to, to at least make a playoff push. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's like I unfortunately put a lot of this team's success and their, their possible downfall on his shoulders uh, because he is the guy to me. Um, that team is loaded with talent, but he is that guy. Um, I do see this Denver Nuggets team, I don't want to be disrespectful and say seventh or eighth. I'd like to, to aim a little higher. So I'd go fifth or sixth uh, for this team uh, as far as them they're, they're making a playoff push. Um, around that fifth or sixth seed um, because I think really out of, like, maybe four teams in the West, everything else is just ups for grabs. Um, but, yeah, I, I do love how this team plays, um, and I definitely have huge goals uh, for this team for the future, purely off of how talented I think Jokic is.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I can see why you'd think they would fall, like um... – I mean, obviously they're, they only have first place by half a game and, yeah. like, sixth place is only four games back. So, like, I mean, and there's a lot of good teams that are are starting to really come together and play well. Um, but, I mean, I definitely think at this point, I mean, I could see the Warriors, the Thunder, even the Rockets have been playing great lately. Um, kind of making a push to, to push back past them down, you know, throughout the season, but I definitely think their number one goal should be home court advantage. Um, Like making sure that they keep a four seed. And that's kind of where I, where I expect to see them is somewhere between like maybe three and four. Um, I think a couple of these teams that are just better are going to um, eke out and win a few more games, the Warriors, the Thunder, maybe even the Rockets. But I, I see them around like three or four, um, when it's all said and done. And you know what? Like, honestly, you know, I'm saying this, and I still – I wouldn't be that shocked if they just kept on winning and, like, just just kept, like, holding off all the other teams and, like, yeah, we're just going to fucking keep winning. Um, Nick. But, yeah. Yo.
0: One thing I do want to see uh, from these Denver Nuggets, and I'm not saying that they haven't, um, is I want to see – uh, more prime time wins like more televised wins um like i'm pretty sure they're going to have big games whether it's against the bucks the warriors the lakers the rockets stuff like that i want to see more wins from prime time games uh because i always feel like a team that i just want to see with, more prime like,
1: time games with denver <laughs> like agree, we don't get agree, we don't get enough
0: that's what yeah. i'm saying if they get more cuz i'm pretty sure like because we do know that the NBA at some point does take games off and put games on. Um, so I'm pretty sure if they keep up this, this momentum and stuff like they'll get ones when they play bigger teams, probably not when they play like the Timberwolves or something, but they might get bigger ones against the Warriors or something like that. I want to see right. more wins from them in, in those arenas uh, because that will let me know. that'll That's the measuring stick. If they can get uh, games like that that are televised or the world is watching and the pressure is at, is at its highest, and they can get wins from those games, it'll let me know that I could lean more towards the 4th or 5th seed rather than kind of relying on the 5th or 6th seed with the 7th being a possibility. I'll form, I'll feel more confident in uh, the ceiling being raised for them if they could win more of those televised big games.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel you there. Um, and yeah, uh, Jokic. I think it, as far as uh, like as an MVP run, I feel like he probably just needs to score a little bit more. Like he's got the rebounds, the assists. Um, he's averaging a, a one and a half steals a game uh, to boot. Um, he's not gonna he's not gonna be a huge uh, impact player as it pertains to blocks. He's just not that kind of guy. Um, and he probably needs to – his three-point percentage has kind of dropped a little bit this year. It's down to 31%. Um, but that seems to be a trend, man. It seems like a lot of people's three-point percentage is down this year. So um, – but, uh, but yeah, he's only averaging 18 points. I, I'd like to see that get up to about, like, 24. Um, you know, for, for me to feel, like, legit, like, all right, yes, your MVP – uh you're not just mvp caliber you're like I- i'm actually like strongly considering you uh you know as mvp um but i mean that stuff is not is not definitely not out of the realm of possibility and um he uh he's got the the teammates in place telling him hey we want you to shoot more um so uh you know they will love his playmaking but i mean even his teammates are like yo man get yours too um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I think that'll be, um, he's definitely going to be one of those players that's just super fun to watch. And, and yeah, like ESPN, TNT, y'all get on it, man. Put the nuggets on TV more. Cause like I don't have league pass and I, I would really enjoy watching them. <laughs> um, yeah. but, uh, by the way, Joel, did, did that, uh, did that league pass, uh, fluke uh,
2: ever play out for you? It's if, if he, it comes in and out. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Like some I got games you. I get, some games I don't. Still I'm standing depth, huh. though. So I got a little
1: bit. Yeah, that's better than nothing. Um, yeah. All right, guys, let's move yeah. on. Um, Warriors, I don't want to really spend too much time talking about them. We know they're going to make it. Um, they're going to get Boogie back, um, which is, you know, going to help them out, obviously. Um, Joel, anything that you want to add pertinent to the Warriors and their playoffs?
2: The war. They don't need me to say anything about them. <laughs> they're, they're <funny. laughs> the <Warriors. laughs> the Boogie's coming back apparently soon, so yeah, I can't wait to see how that one's out. That's I'm more yeah. curious to see how that's gonna play out. Aside from that, there's not really much else to say about the Warriors.
1: Yeah, yeah, very true. I uh, I just wonder, you know, because you had that that infamous moment last year where where Boogie like had to be held back from going after and like yeah. obviously we've had the kd and Draymond yeah, yeah. drama this year um I so i just wonder like it's easy to be the peacekeeper when you're not on the court and you're not in the heat of stuff but like yeah i don't know man you put boogie on the court and he's he's in like aggressive Implode. um yeah. like win mode and all that you know player mode um I I I can see fun. I can see some some confrontations I could see some shit, <laughs> but yeah we'll yeah, we'll, I see. we'll keep an eye on that. Yes. Yeah, um. Uh, Jawan, anything you want to add about the Warriors?
0: Uh, yeah, heard uh a lot of people saying that they're comparing the Warriors' struggles to past great teams that would just kind of like take the regular season off and then kick it into high gear, uh, in a playoff. I don't feel like that's the case. Uh, with them, I feel like something's off, uh, and I think it'll take into effect come playoffs. Um, of course, they have the talent that looks like they should just steamroll through, and I'm not saying that they won't. I'm just saying I think something's off, and if any year would be the year that they could get knocked off, it would be this year. So I'm paying closer attention to um, to you know to how the rest of the regular season pans out. I think Boogie coming back isn't the the solution that everyone thinks it is. I think, if anything, it could possibly add uh, to the stress of that franchise in that locker room uh, going forward. But if everything does play out well and they all get along, that team is just, like, ridiculous. Yeah, stack.
1: It's, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see that. Uh, and I definitely kind of agree with you. I mean, it does seem like there's a little trouble in paradise um, going on. Um, especially with that, that whole Katie and Draymond thing like that, that just seems weird. Um, obviously, you know, the press isn't talking about it anymore. They're not asking them questions about it anymore, which Katie was like real quick to be like, yeah, don't ask me questions about that. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I can understand both sides frustration, um, with that whole thing, but, um. Yeah, you know, I just I don't feel like I feel like Draymond's playing the worst basketball that he's played in several years, and so is Clay Thompson, and I just don't think that that's going to continue throughout a whole year. Uh, I just don't. <laughs> so, but um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. They're obviously a lock for the playoffs, though, and they definitely ain't got to worry about that. Uh, OKC, okay, um, they uh play the Lakers. Um, I think last night. And, uh, yeah. Russell, Russell Westbrook went two for 18 again, um, yeah, like a terrible shooting night. Um, yeah, and they were fair. still able to win. Like, and, and you know what, yeah. like, I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Steven Adams wasn't really very effective either. He was missing a lot of those little, um, hook shots <laughs> that he likes, like five feet from the rim and, um, some, some like, uh, you know, back, back down kind of turnaround shots that he likes. Those weren't falling for him but you know who shots were falling for PG 13, baby, 37 points. Like just, dude, he was, he was on fire. Like he was, and, and, you know, every time he'd go to the line, the crowd was booing him, uh, I guess cause he didn't choose to go there, <laughs> um, which, you know, I mean, I guess I could, I can understand that. Um, but nevertheless, uh, you know, they, they ended up pulling out the victory um, but you know, Joan, you and I talked about this a lot yesterday with OKC struggles and, and Westbrook struggles and whatnot. Um, so I, I want to give it to you, Joel. Um, like, what are, what are your thoughts on Westbrook's like kind of newfound um, efficiency struggles? Um, I mean, he's he's shooting by far his worst free throw percentage of his career, um, and actually set a mark for last year for his worst, and now he's you know fallen even further back. Um, atrocious from three, uh, but he yeah, does seem to be giving up some of the offensive control, um, you know, over to more to Paul George, which has seemed to result in wins, so,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, w- how do you see all of this playing out, and, and what do you think, you know, Westbrook's kind of best role is to, for this team to, you know, maximize their potential?
2: Whatever he's doing, uh, he's just missing right now. Like he's not shooting well right now. It's just not. But he's still putting up his number. He's still averaging a triple double. I think he, the yep. fact that he does it, people just ignore it. But that's fucking huge. <laughs> like nobody <Yeah>. does that. <laughs> that's right. And, and it's just we look we we don't we overlook it because he's done it like for the last two three years. So we're like that's eh, just worth being us. But that's a triple double. Ain't no joke, man averaging. That's insane. And it's just, he's not yeah. shooting well right now. He really isn't. But the team's still winning. It'd be different if they were losing. You know, he still has to be aggressive, because you got to guard that motherfucker. And, you know, but he has to make his sleep, though. He's shooting like 60%. Yeah. That's not good. For, not for a point, though. No, That's terrible. Yeah. Um, but Paul George is balling this year. I mean, he's like, I don't need LA. I'm good right here. It's just it's insane how good Paul George is playing right now. Um, I've been impressed. Uh, Westbrook is, is arguably the best point guard in this league. You can, I, it's hard to argue because of the fact that the team is doing well and he's averaging a triple double. And then right under him, there is you have Steph Curry because obviously the Warriors are just not as good without him. I think it's pretty obvious at this point. Um, so it's just that it's just I think those are sort the top two point guards in the league right now. And Curry has played really well. Uh, Kyrie, too. Kyrie, of course, is the top guy. I will never uh, count that out, have a slow start, but he's coming off an injury, so it's whatever. But Boston's also struggled this year. Um, but for the most part, I still think the top two are between Russ and, and uh, Steph. Kyrie, I think, is like third at the moment in my, on my list. But right. yeah, it's it's been good for him. Uh, OKC's good. He's good. So that's kind of where I'm at with that.
1: I hear you. Yeah, I, I would definitely have to put Steph and Kyrie above Russ. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe not just you it's
2: may, it's an argument. <laughs> and,
1: yeah. And, and maybe not like, not in general, but like just this season, like because of Westbrook's efficiency woes, I would probably put Dame ahead of him and I might even put Kemba ahead of him. Like, um, cause I'm those efficiency sure. woes have been no joke. Um and those other like all those other players that I listed have been killing it. So um but you know, averaging a triple I know double.
2: You're, and two well, and steals. Yeah, <laughs> and I was gonna say that's it's, my it's, point. It's, I know
1: I know you're not you're not talking about just this his numbers this season. You're talking about him as a player for you know. Right. Um yeah. Overall, so I mean yeah. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Juan, anything you wanna add about the thunder before we move on?
0: Uh No, I'll keep it very brief. Um, Last night did, like, absolutely nothing for me. I told you yesterday I, I need to see a season's worth of it uh, and then for him to show up big time in the playoffs. So once I see that, then, then this all will, will – Yes, with Paul George, sorry, uh, will will seem uh, impressive to me. But you doing this uh, against the Lakers, who held their own, but were obviously missing LeBron and Rondo, I'm not really gonna give you much of a pat on the back for that, but um I definitely do want to see more of this throughout the rest of the season and into the playoffs.
1: Hey, uh Joel, we should we should build uh like a all Jawan hater team. Uh with like Kyle Lowry <laughs> as our point guard. We'll have Paul George on there. You a whole 15, uh, or, or, no, man. Wait, we don't have to call it we don't have to call it hater team, but the Jawan Doubter team. the the guys who gotta show up and prove uh, prove something to (laughs) Joaquin. Yeah,
2: there's always somebody.
0: I do want to say because I'm not like a close-minded. What what would we call ourselves? uh, Analyst or Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um. If the if the Raptors do um make the playoffs. I mean, not the playoffs, the uh, the finals.
2: Definitely. And
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't mean playoffs. I meant finals. And uh, Kyle Lowry's numbers are like, they're they're up there. They don't have to be huge, but like they're obviously like one, you know, one B to to Kawhi Leonard's one A. I will definitely give him all his props and apologize on air to Kyle Lowry okay. if that is the case.
2: That'd be great. All right. <laughs> Same as Paul Jones. I mean Same with Paul Jones. if you can stay healthy We, we Yeah, well no, that's the we thing. We tried right to
1: now. we tried to like <laughs> tell you how like efficient how like good Kyle Lowry was playing last year and you were like I don't want to hear it. Like
0: LeBron's kicking there Whenever. and we
2: were like, Yeah, but it ain't Kyle Lowry's <laughs> fault. Like <laughs> yeah, But no, um, my
0: issue wasn't just that wasn't just that series. My issue was uh leading up to that series. How um how Kyle Lowry was kinda just hit and miss. That series I, I think I, I did even say, Okay, cool, that series but like they still lost it, like I need you to impact the game more. Um, and you guys are saying, well, he did. Okay. Cool.
2: Everybody in the this East year, lost it.
0: This year, <laughs> with absolutely no LeBron and there being no clear favorite except the Raptors, there is yeah. no excuse. None. 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 They need no, to get to the They got
2: competition.
0: They got competition, but. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, be I'm saying I'm I wouldn't that.
1: call them. I wouldn't say except them. I would just look at it. There is no clear favorite because um, I mean Bucks, yeah, Sixers, Celtics, Pacers, even like there's there's plenty of good teams up at the top yeah. of the East. Those right
2: there. Um, but five, but I
1: will I will agree with you though, Juwan. There are no excuses like this. It's I mean they traded yeah. they traded to pick up Kawhi, no um, so their team is better. There's no LeBron. Like no excuses issue. You got to get it done. Um, But uh, let's move on uh, to the Houston Rockets. Um, Again, Juwan, we kind of talked a good bit about them uh, last night. So uh, let me kick it over to you first, Joel. What are your thoughts on the Rockets and just like Harden balling out absent CP3? Um, And, you know, do you think this is sort of him just taking over the reins while, you know, his team's kind of beat up and before, you know, Maury decides to, like, make a trade to improve this roster because I think we all kind of feel yeah. like that is going to happen before the deadline. It is, yeah. Um But does it does it scare you a little bit that Harden has to do this much for them to win?
2: Yeah, it does. Because uh, I think they're they, – I thought they were going to be good coming in. They really struggled to start. Uh, CP3 never was 100% even missed in the beginning of the series. It looked like. And for me, James Harden, since then, since like we complained about it, like, like the midway point, He's has balling, and they're like right now in the West, in the West, yeah. And and you got to give him credit; he's a big reason why without CP3. <laughs> so James mm-hmm. Harden is the man right now. He's um, he's he's really good. He's efficient, and it's like uh, you got to give him credit. And you know what? I, I can complain about the depth on in on the Rockets all day, but at the same time, it is fucking Dan Tony who likes to play seven fucking guys. He, I mean, he likes to play small guys. Right. So, he kind of does it to his team. He really does. Um, so, you're limited with this guy. So, you just got to take And, like, luckily during the season it's a little bigger, but, like, when it comes to playoff time, he's really just going to play seven, eight dudes. Like, so, that, as long as he get right. at least eight guys he can trust, you're good. And right now he has, like, if everyone's healthy, he has at least eight. Uh, you could say that. So they might need to add a piece or two just to, like, solidify it. But as of right now, uh, they can only get so far with just James Harden's going to burn out, in my opinion, <laughs> if he keeps playing like this. Yeah. Uh, and, well, the they, playoff, they just need just, another
1: wing defender, man.
2: They do. They really do. Because right now their best wing defender um, – it plays power forward, <laughs> So There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to say it. And he's 35 <laughs> fucking
1: years old. Like.
2: Yeah, getting like, older, so they need help.
1: I don't. I don't know <laughs> if he's quite that old, but he's up there. He's like 33. I oh, think. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Something like
1: that. So yeah, but um, but, but yeah, uh, no, nah, I mean, I, I I agree with you, and Harden has been super impressive, man. Um, but they oh, do, man, they, they do like they need to be healthy and they need to go get a, a wing defender. And, you know, then I can yeah, start I can really kind really of looking nice at them up. like, all right, like you know? now you yeah. can get back to where you were last season, which was, you know, a Chris Paul injury away from, um, you know, probably beating the Warriors. I mean, I feel like most people think that if CP3, myself included, if CP3 had stayed healthy, Come on. They, they would have beat them. So,
2: they were right um, there. It was. crazy.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, Juwan, anything you want to add?
0: Um, Yes. Uh, Just to piggyback off uh, what Joel was kind of alluding to, uh, what scares me the most about Harden, um, you know, scoring as much as he has uh, lately and kind of – I'm not going to say playing as much because I don't think they're playing him like the whole game, Uh, but they do play him a lot. Uh, My issue with that is a few years ago, the issue was Harden played – all these games, scored all these points, got to the playoffs, and had absolutely no energy left. Like, he had spent the entire season not sitting, not resting, just balling out, and then got to the playoffs, didn't have any help, couldn't really lend much because he gave everything during the season. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like, Tony kind of runs guys down a little, a little. Like, I felt as though he did that with Nash, and now he's doing that with, um, with, with Harden. Uh, and it, it kills them come postseason. So that's why Chris Paul was important when they signed them because it's like mm-hmm. now you have help. And if Chris Paul's out for however long he's out, um, then you should probably play Chris Paul less. Um, it, all the burden is now on Harden. I mean, unless you can get Eric Gordon to start getting 30-point games out. He's average, hurt now but, too. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, so, um, and it doesn't help that tonight they play Golden State, who I'm pretty sure is motivated to beat them. Um, you know, Harden's gonna have to pull out a 42 and 13 kind of night just to even, you know, keep things competitive against Golden State. So, long story short, and have Capella get like
1: seven offensive rebounds and like Uh like 19
0: overall.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. So,
0: what, long story short, what I'm saying is it's to the detriment of D'Antoni to have your star player play as much as he has and score as much as he has because come postseason, um, when you really need him to be putting up these kind of numbers, the energy just won't be there because he, you know, spent an entire 82 games, uh, yeah. you know, completely, you know, overexuding himself. So D'Antoni should pay more attention to that because, like I said, I think that was part of Nash's downfall was that he did the same thing with Nash, so they should just keep an eye on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I agree with you, Um, which is, you know, another big reason why they need to make some kind of acquisition, something. Daryl Morey needs to get uh, another guy in there who they can just plug and play whenever, whether it's due to injury or or for depth or whatever. Um, But a starting caliber wing player, he doesn't have to be like an all-star, but they need to get somebody else in there. They need another... Um, capable um, player out there to, uh, to you know, essentially help out with depth and, and injury concerns and, you know, just making sure that everybody can um, get the necessary rest that you need throughout a season. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Um, so we got kind of a slew of teams here um, at the five, six, seven, and eight spot. We got Portland at five Clippers at six Spurs at seven and Lakers at eight. So that would be, if the playoffs ended today, that would be the teams that are making it. Um, I guess uh, we'll do this like this. We'll kind of, uh, let me kick it around and say, um, are these, are these, any of these teams in your mind not going to be in the playoff picture um, come playoff time? Uh, I'm going to start with you, Joel. So, again, that's the Blazers, the Clippers, the Spurs, and the Lakers.
2: I don't know. I really don't because it's so close. <laughs> I mean, it could be these four or, or it could be Sacramento or Dallas. And I wouldn't be surprised if Utah makes some type of run. Um, but as of right now, it's just, it's too close to tell. These guys, these teams are all so close together, like legit. They're not like they're wins and losses. Like it's this, like three games apart. Anybody that goes on a yeah. nice streak can, you know, it, it probably will come down to the wire for the last four spots in the West. And it's just got to remain healthy. And you got to be smart in how you play your guys, cause it's that close. Uh, you really have um, certain teams have fallen out of favor, like right now Minnesota and New Orleans have struggled a lot, so they've fallen towards the bottom. But you right. do have teams like, uh, and I mean, there's a lot of teams struggling lately. Like Dallas has struggled lately. Memphis has struggled lately. Um, they're not looking great right now, but doesn't mean they can't turn it on again later. Um, I'm happy that San Antonio's resurrected because they were looking kind of bad there for a while, but San Antonio's looking mm-hmm. better. Uh, Lakers, when LeBron gets back, they'll just eventually go on some type of tear. Uh, the Clippers have struggled lately, but they've been, they re, they've remained afloat. And Portland always seems to surprise me because I think they have enough depth and they have enough guys to stay afloat and they have the talent to get over that uh, the hump like, in the playoffs, but only to an extent because they're really just right. really top-heavy between uh, Lillard and McCollum. They act as extreme... I mean, they have okay role players, but that's all they are without McCollum and Lillard and they're just two guards. They don't... But it's not really balanced in Portland, and I think that's why they struggle so much because all their power comes from the backcourt, and there's no balance. There's just... It's right. just you, know, you notice anything. You need some type of balance. You need something in the front third one in the backcourt, and a big at the very least for some balancing right now. Portland is good, but it's, but they're unbalanced, and it's just I don't know. I would, but don't get me wrong, I would love to see Sacramento make a run and stay in the playoffs. Uh, oh, the me too. Favorite this season. <laughs> like, I to honestly, I, I love. I think they should be honored in possibly making that last, at least the A seed. So, uh, I just because everyone counted them out, I, I had them literally probably the worst team in the league. Well, at least second, worst. maybe not the worst. but I definitely uh, I don't the worst,
1: worst team, team in the league. Uh, damn.
2: I think I might have had to. I got to check it, but yeah, they, I did not expect this from them. So I think they, I would love to see them make it just, you know, as the underdog story, it'd be great. When they're a young team, that'd be great for them to get that experience. And it just shows that, you know, even when people don't expect you to do well, doesn't mean, you necessarily, that, that has to be that way. And, um, yeah, I had them at last in the West. Yeah, I definitely did. So there you go. Um, I'm completely shocked. I want the Kings to make it. Any of those teams could possibly make it. It's going to be a fight.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, by the way, I, um, I'm i trying to figure out, like, how exactly it would work. Because, um, I mean, there'd have to be more players involved and everything else. But I was thinking, like, what would you think about swapping out, say, like, Aaron Gordon or C J. McCollum mm-hmm. for Aaron Gordon, just to give. I mean, just because you're not really, it's not really a changeover of talent. Like Aaron Gordon's just as good as C J. Especially like, like Aaron Gordon hadn't had a great season. Um, right. But The C J. McCollum's been trending downward for like three seasons now. Like he he hasn't. Um, like he's leveled yeah, off as anything. Like yeah.
2: Right.
1: And like I mean I just feel like you know and and you know if you could get say um, Terrence Ross in that deal and then send back, like, Al-Faruq Aminu. Um, like, you yeah, know, that ain't bad. Like, you got Terrence Ross, That's
2: who's, who's been though. a good like, shooter sure this year.
1: About, right? Yeah, like, I mean, and, and if you're Orlando, like, I think looking long-term, you want Jonathan Isaac to play the four. Um, so if you can yeah, get a guy probably. like C.J. McCollum, like, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Plus, C.J. can run the point. Too like when you need him to. You so, combos aren't I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe oh, not. Maybe I like not. It. Yeah, I mean it might not be a, a se- like in season move, but maybe in the off season. Like if if they lose in the first round again, like I think you yeah. got to figure out something. I'm not saying you got to blow it up. I'm just saying like
2: Man, they're not Washington right it. now, but they should have right. to consider it at some point. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> kick it over to you, Juwan. Uh Same question, um, just like out of those four, um, four teams that are currently holding down the non-home court advantage spots, the Blazers, the Clippers, the Spurs, the Lakers, um, any of those teams that you think will be on the outside looking in uh, come playoff time?
0: Yes, and I can't even believe I'm saying this. Like it feels disgusting coming out, but I'm going to say the Spurs. Um, it's a team that I just feel as though uh, it hasn't it hasn't found its identity and then consistently stuck to it. Um, you have nights to where they're relying on uh, DeRozan. there's nights they're relying on Patty. They're relying on Rudy. No, um, they never rely is, on Patty. <laughs> no, no, no. They, <laughs> Patty, Patty does come in and get and get some really good buckets late, late in game situations. He's not had a good season. No, 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 no. By no stretch, am I saying, like, Patty is the star of that team. I'm just saying there's some nights where he's sometimes the the guy that's scoring, not the bulk of the points, but just when it comes down to crunch time, uh, they do go to Patty very often.
1: Well, and and according Um, to Pop, um, Kawhi was never a leader on that team, but Patty Mills is and was.
2: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) What am I thinking? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: um, um. But yeah, I I, I watch the Spurs, uh, and I just feel like they lack lack an identity. Um, I feel like Pop hasn't been the same since last year. Uh, last we can kind of understand why. Um, but I just feel like this team is just it's it's missing something, and I don't know what that something is. Uh, tonight they play the the Raptors actually, Kawhi's uh homecoming, and there's no Kyle Lowry, so I feel like if the Spurs lose this game. <laughs> it'll go more towards where my mindset kind of is at, to where it's just like, these are games you should probably be able to take advantage of. Um, Cause it's not like you lack the talent. It's not like you lack the coaching. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like there's just nights where that team just, just doesn't want it more than the other. Um, and th- that's a big thing with me with the LaMarcus Aldridge sometimes who has gotten a lot better than what he was when he first got there. Um, and just how I always felt the Rosen was just like, where is this guy when you need him? Like, what what, what happens to him? Um, so, it'll be interesting, but I do feel as though Clippers, I, I think they're just too good for me to this early be like, nah, nah, nah. they're the Clippers. They're not going to make it. I haven't ever seen LeBron not make the playoffs because uh, he's made it t- so many freaking times. Um,
2: yeah.
0: In Portland, I'll forever believe in Damian Lillard. Like, I'll never give up on Damian Lillard. Um, so, it's like I look at those guys and I just go – I feel as though they're more sure um, than the uh, than the Spurs are at this moment, but that, that definitely could change. But at this moment, I'm going Spurs. And also, Nick, I want to point out it's not televised. But the the Nuggets play the the um the Kings tonight, and it sucks that that's not going to be on television for the world to see. It does, unless you have the NBA yeah. package.
1: Yeah, I. I... I'll probably get like you know after the playoffs or I mean I, not yeah, after the playoff, after All Star Game
2: <laughs> they have
1: like that that special like I'll probably just go ahead and have it then. Um,
2: I might <laughs> I would already
1: have it if you could watch like your hometown team on it too, but because you can't, like I just always I always thought that's so fucking stupid. Like it, if stupid. if it's like an if it's like an app, like because I would need it to be like an app through like my, my PlayStation, which I think it it does work like that. But it's like, how the fuck y'all even know where I am anyway, motherfuckers? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> but they do. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, I, I feel you on the Spurs. I, I would like to see the Spurs make a move. Um, I'd really like to see, because, I mean, I feel like the Magic are kind of trending in their normal direction. Like, they start the season mm-hmm. off well, and then they go on a losing streak. Yeah. I'd kind of like to see the Spurs, see if they can go nab uh, Nikola, uh, not Nikola, Yuk, Vucevic.
2: Bucevic. yeah, that guy's a monster.
1: But yeah, and, like, I think he would fit with the Spurs pretty well. I, I'm a little curious to s- how, like, defensively he and LaMarcus Aldridge would work. Um, That's a good point. But,
2: <laughs>
1: but I still think, like, offensively they would be so good and just, like, that Spurs are so like team defense oriented that like you don't necessarily need any one particular player to be like a great defender. Um, Mm -hmm. So like I, but like, I mean, I feel like Kyle Gasol has got like a $6 million buyout next season to get out of his contract. Um, So it's not, it's not really an expiring contract, but it's, you know, it's, it's only $6 million on your books next year. And if you're the Spurs, like I would, I would give up my first round pick like, top four protected or what you know because they're even if they miss the playoffs i mean at best it's going to be like 12 you know somewhere in there um so just put the protection on it so that if you miss the playoffs and you win the lottery you get to keep it um Mm -hmm. but uh but like you know i mean that and you got toronto's pick out of that trade so so you still get a pick coming um but i'd like to see that i'd like to see them like go and get a guy like bucevic and you know magic man they got Mobamba, like, it, and I
2: don't,
1: yep. I don't miss, I just don't Mo. think it would be smart for them to hold on to another front court guy. Same thing with Aaron, Aaron Gordon. So, um, mm-hmm. but oh, excuse me, sorry, That's I'm still fighting the sickness. Um yep. thank uh,
0: you.
1: Thank you. Um, but yeah, like I mean, I, I I could see that, you know, as far as as far as. You know the Spurs not being you know being a team that doesn't make it. So uh, follow up question, Jawan, and I'll lead the witness. Um, So I'm assuming you got you got Dallas in there instead of San Antonio.
0: Absolutely, I will not let go of that (laughs) until they officially are out of contention for the playoffs. I love Luca. Luca might be my favorite player in the league right now. Uh, or, or the entirety of this season, I just I love the no. swagger of this guy. Girl, this is so and unfair. I love,
2: <laughs> I love how this
0: guy, like, he was my
2: favorite player
1: before you even knew his fucking name.
2: Hey, like, listen, who? listen, and you guys,
0: <laughs> you guys had the opportunity. I, I, I'll openly say I'm front running here, um, but I, I just I, I love the swagger of this kid. I love his game, and I love the main thing I love about Luca is that. When normal people would take a regular three pointer, Luca steps back for a three pointer like that. That looks like that is his that is his go to. Like he can just regularly shoot it. He's like, nah, man, I'm about to hit you with a step back three. I just love yeah. everything about the kid, um, Kids and, and I really man. do think I do think Luca can lead this team uh, to the playoffs. Uh, the team is talented, and they do have a really good head coach. So it's not like they're necessarily extremely lacking. Um, that, to a sense to where it's like it's unbelievable for them to make it, right? Um, but, well, like I said, I I jumped out there early, and I'm gonna stick to it until they are out of contention for the playoffs.
1: Yeah, that team needs to start losing, like, and and that you know what, for that matter, some other motherfucking teams need to start winning. Shit's starting to piss me off. Um, but I will say this, um, I I do think that given if they make a move. Then I think they could do it. Like, they need to get somebody. Obviously, I've thrown out the Knicks trade, which you know what? Like, thank you, Joel, for for you know giving me some input on, on my trades. Uh, Jawan, you're always telling me, like, w- why don't you do some Knicks trades? Why don't you do some Knicks trades? I will post two of them on that fucking article.
0: Not one fucking word from you, motherfucker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> good. good plausible trades, in my opinion. I, I,
0: I do apologize for that. Yeah, you're right. I do always beg you to do more deck trades. Uh, you're absolutely right. That's that's on me. <laughs> uh, I,
1: it, of course, I, I'm, this is in jest. I kid. I kid. Right, um, right. But uh, but yeah, I I I mean, I do think like getting like a ten Martaway away junior man like that would be huge for them. And honestly, like I know like uh, I feel like people who either don't follow basketball as closely as we do, or um, maybe just people who feel like the Knicks just want to give up Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, like uh, they wouldn't, they would think maybe that the Mavericks would be giving up a little too much. But I mean, I think if you're getting Hardaway and, and Neil Aquina for Dennis Smith Jr. And Wesley Matthews, like, I just – I really do. I think Nikola and y'all know this. I was on that whole pairing Nikola with Doncic, like, forever ago. Mm-hmm. Like, before Doncic yeah. even came into the league, I was like, dude, that would be the best pairing for a guy like Luka because, like, he doesn't have to try to guard all of these point guards. He can leave that to Nilekina to guard, like, you know, the better. And the way that Dallas is using him is even smarter because now you would have, you know – not only yep. would he not have to guard the best backcourt player, he can they can really hide him wherever it fits best because he can he s- can swing defensively one through four. And if you have Neely um like guarding the best perimeter player, you got uh Jordan protecting the paint, and then you got Doncic, uh Hardaway and Barnes scoring all your buckets, like that's pretty good. Like that's <laughs> that's um not not only like good this season, but I mean I think that is sustainable for at least as long as Deandre Jordan is a viable defensive center.
0: Yeah, I mean I I I I hear that and I'm like I didn't want the you know I didn't want to get rid of Hardaway, but that was because I just I always felt like the Knicks could possibly make a a, a playoff push. But now that I see how close they are to to <laughs> Cleveland to being the worst team in the league, I'm like no 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 no. You got to get rid of Canner. You got to get rid of Hardaway. You got to do whatever <laughs> you got to do to ensure we keep losing games. Um, but I will say, um, I, I think I said this to Joel. Uh, I think we were talking on Instagram maybe uh, a week or two ago when Luca did something. And I was just like, Dennis, him and Dennis can't keep playing together. Like, it just it, no. it doesn't even look right. Like, it looks to the point where it's like Dennis wants the ball, but Luca is balling. So it's like, how do you tell Luca, hey, I'm going to draw up this play for Dennis, and you're just going to inbound it. Like, I don't think you do that if you're Rick. Um, so Dennis, to me, does – he screams New York. He does, honestly. And the way Moutier plays uh, – Joel, you can speak to this more so – I think they'd be mm-hmm. a great compliment to each other. Um, to where Dennis no. doesn't have to worry about being the primary uh, <laughs> ball handler. Complement? Um, like backup no, no, or, like, it,
2: next to each other?
0: No, no, no. Next to each other. In a sense of the way Moutier plays um, – you know, Dennis would just be filling the role uh, of Hardaway. So where it's like you allow Moutier to be the primary ball handler, um, and then he just finds I you open shots.
2: No, I, I, I personally don't do.
0: I, I personally think those two could play well together. Well, I think,
2: I think, I think, I think well what this move would be
1: is essentially, uh, like, you would be essentially, like, obviously getting rid of a lot of salary. Because not only are you mm-hmm. – are You're getting rid of Hardaway's salary for an expiring, but also you're shaving about, I don't know, about a million dollars off as well, going from Neal Aquina to um, Smith um, because they were one one draft pick later. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're saving a little bit there too. Um, But, no, I mean, I think if you were to do this, it would basically be like, all right, well, you know, we're going to do this so we have a solidified point guard um, on the books next season. Um, in case, you know, we can make a big free agent acquisition. And then if you, like, if that weren't to work out, then you could look at bringing back Moutier. But I honestly think it would be more of like a, all right, we're going to gonna we're gonna go with, like, Smith, Trier, Knox, Przingis, and uh, Mitchell as, like, our, you know, our, our baseline future, because I think I like that, that works sounds. out better. Can
0: you say that again? But, yeah. I like, like the way that that sounded. Smith, Trier, <laughs> Knox,
1: Przingis, Mitchell. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, Foundation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like but that's the thing, like that would open up a ton of cap space too. So not only I mean you you'd still want to try to find a way to get off a of Courtney Lee's contract, but not only would you be able to um bring in a guy like K D, um, you could also, you know, bring in another guy for, you know, um, Reasonable amount of money, basically like not a max contract, but you know, fifteen million, something like that. There's gonna be plenty of guys out there who don't get the contract that they want, who are looking for a place to land. And if KD goes to New York, like, there's gonna be some guys. Yeah. Like, I'll give you a name, um, uh, and and granted, this would mean you know moving uh, Smith to a like a six man kind of bench role, but I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to that if I was in y'all's position but how about Rajan Rondo he like he ain't going to be on the yeah, Lakers next at season at that point um and and like could you imagine right, Rondo yeah. running the point with yeah, KD yeah, like I, getting getting all the shots like um yeah, and then you got KP like yeah, yeah and like Rondo would just be like dude you, are you kidding me i've got Porzingis on one side and KD on the other like i'm going to average like 17 assists for like a month with this like squad, and, like,
2: and as as if it's the Smith, in the NBA, and it's, if yeah. it's
0: Smith, you don't have to be you don't have to be disheartened by that because it's like Rondo hasn't played a full season I think since he's been like a Celtic, so it's like um, you you're go. gonna get like some some starting uh you know some starting time. Right. It's not like you're forever a bench guy, right. um right, you know right. so yeah I mean I would love that but it all <laughs> depends on KD. <laughs> that's why oh like, yeah, yeah I'm trying. I'm trying to picture a next season next year, the best possible, uh, you know, uh, players we could have on the court whose names are not KD. Just in case we sure. do not land him, I'm not heartbroken. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not even <laughs> so, thinking about KD,
2: honestly, personally. Yeah, I'm, not. I mean, I'm
0: just Yeah, and I thinking and about I get my rookie and, like, and my
2: draft picks, and that's all I'm worried about.
1: Yeah, and and, and I get that. That
0: I guess
2: my overall oh, point oh, was that I got a trade. Ooh. Yep, we do got a trade.
0: Uh, I was just about to say, it, Joel, when he was done, but go ahead.
2: I don't, I don't got all the details. I know Justin Holiday just got traded to Memphis. Uh, two second round sure draft for,
0: picks. Is that all from round no that round draft
2: players?
0: No, I'm just seeing here from uh, from my guy. He just uh Chicago's getting two second round draft picks.
2: I'm
0: okay.
2: Yeah, Sam. Okay. Yeah, two seconds. Last Well, I mean, that's that, crazy. That kind oh, of makes well. sense. Right.
1: I think Philly should have got in on that, but that's you know, that's what
2: it is. What it or is. New Orleans, Orleans should have got in that on off that. Off <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> well, it's saying Nick,
0: it's saying that that several teams have begun pursuing Holiday, um, <clears throat> but I guess uh, Memphis was able to get the the deal done.
2: Nice. Okay. Well,
0: good for Memphis. Like they need they need yeah. some some wing help
1: so. Um, you know, they obviously want to push and make a playoff run and you know, what, good for them too on, um, you know, being able to get a deal done despite not having their first round pick next year. That's no easy task. So,
2: um,
1: (coughs) so yeah. Well, cool. Uh, so I guess we could talk about that for a second. Um, since we haven't really talked about Memphis yet, (coughs) um, I like it. I think it helps them. Um, I I would really, I was really optimistic that Kyle Anderson was going to be better um, for them Mm
2: -hmm. uh,
1: this year, Um, and he's been all right. But he just, you know, like obviously, if they're making this trade, um, (laughs) (coughs) excuse me, if they're making this trade, you know, they're they're you know feel like they need more wing depth and more shooting. Um, Mm -hmm. I wonder they're going to have to send back some kind of salary. Um, I wonder if uh, either uh, Garrett Temple or uh, Armory Casby is involved in this deal. <laughs>
2: Wouldn't be surprised after what happened, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: Like, if, if they got
1: – I mean, if they got into some kind of squabble, like, and you're, like, uh, you know, Hurt trying to work – Oh,
2: Marshall and Wayne Selden also got traded. There you go. Two people.
1: Oh, okay. So, those were your guys. So, I guess um, – so, yeah, I guess they uh, – <laughs> poor, poor Marshawn brooks and wayne Seldon they're like, like <laughs> the, the other trade falls through and they got to like hang out for like a month like you know with, with you know basically being like i know you're lying to me motherfuckers <laughs> like, <laughs> no we
2: really we <laughs>
1: no we we like you guys y'all are cool y'all are cool like uh not so much um <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's smart move. They obviously get some good perimeter shooting. Uh, Holiday is not a plus defender, but he's not a minus defender. And yeah, I uh, like
2: Holiday. He to make for like a season, half a season. Yeah, what it was.
1: yeah, I know. When you were trying to say he's better than one Moore, I was like, well, of course you think that. He played for the Knicks this season.
2: <laughs> hey man, it's not that big a difference between the two of them. Not a, he's just longer. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that is true. He he he's I think about an inch taller, and he's got a bigger wingspan. So, um,
2: but anyway, uh, what, Oh, is he is he six foot eight? Yeah, he's, six,
1: he's six seven, and uh, more oh, okay. like
2: six four.
1: I think more six five, but that that could just be like you know the the listed height. Like he might actually be six four. Um, but uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts, Joel, on the trade just in general? And the uh, I think
2: that's good. After knowing that they got rid of two wings, so you he got he had some room there. Uh, will he start, I think, is the question. Uh, he was starting in Chicago. Uh, he'll he'll be a help to Memphis because, like you said, they need some shooting. Justin could definitely shoot it. Uh, Kyle Adams is not much of a shooter, um, as you see if you watch him play. Um, right. So, yeah, he'll definitely compliment. Um, he's definitely a decent defender. I wouldn't call him a great defender, but he's not a bad one, in my opinion. Um so and he and he fits like at the two or the three he could play both. So I mean, you got a guy that could definitely help. And uh, unfortunately for Marshawn Brooks, who's who's a scorer at heart, you know he's not a good defender at all, but he's definitely he's a good scorer. Well, he's the way they like wings up and they use them a lot. But they're just throwaways. Justin Holley is a more useful role player at this point. I get the deal. Chicago's tanking at this point, regardless. So good good for right. Justin and good for Memphis. So it makes the pull the trigger.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You Um yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have nothing really much to say. Uh, Chicago obviously is trying their best. Uh, to tank. Uh, within the the rules now. Um, I'm more curious to see. Did they get rid of Jabari Parker yet?
1: No. Yeah, no, they haven't.
0: I am more intrigued to see when and how that uh goes more so than anything coming out of Chicago is how they're able to deal off Jabari. Um now that most people are like, well he can't work out in his hometown, like yeah.
1: why mm-hmm. do I want him?
0: So it's interesting to see if excuse me. I honestly think what's best for him is to spend some D league time. Um and just kinda what? build his confidence back, build his game back. Um and then you didn't just make need his confidence he needs to play some Austin. fucking
2: defense. <laughs> well no I think I think
0: I think his confidence, just the idea of going back to his hometown and just really not producing, I assume the way that he was hoping he would, um, offensively, um, because he's never been that great of a defender. Um, You know, so it's like one of those things where it's like you at least got to give us like really good offense then. I think he needs to spend some time in the D League and uh, just build himself back Mm up, offensively and defensively. All right.
1: Yeah. I don't. I don't really see him wanting to do that, but. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, uh, kind of hard not I'm to not,
0: do. Kind of hard not to do when teams are saying they don't want you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, think I mean, I guess, it. but
0: yeah, I, I mean, I think it'll,
1: it'll just be honestly. I think it'll be, you know, I and and one of the trades that I threw out in that article was, you know, if it'd be a team that wants to get off a lot of salary, you know, because he's basically mm-hmm. got an expiring contract.
2: Exactly. Um, and if They'll you, if
1: you. <laughs> yeah, and if you pair that with Robin Lopez's expiring contract, that's like $35 million. There were 33 million dollars in salary. Um, I guess that's a, that's a large chunk of money. I mean, somebody's trying to get off about $30 million in um, salary next season. Um, you know, I brought the Hornets because, obviously, they want the room to sign Kimbo without going into the luxury tax because, Lord knows, they don't want to be in Washington situation. Um but uh, you know that that just kind of makes sense to me. Uh, but there's other teams uh, throughout the league who who probably really want to get off some salary um, next season. Um, so it's, you know, definitely something that uh, that I think could probably be worked out. I don't expect any team to trade for him for anything really more than him to be uh, a you know guy off the bench who doesn't get a lot of minutes. Um, and, you know, is essentially just, just expiring salary. Um, but we'll see now, I'm you know, you can always be surprised. Um, before we, uh, get, hop out of the West, um, we touch. I'll shout out to the Kings, like keep on keeping on guys. Like we, we're, we're all rooting for you here. Um, but we're, we're running low on time. I wanted to talk shit about the Timberwolves for a second. Um, because, uh, because of course, if, if, uh, if I've got a choice between talking up the Kings or talking shit about the Timberwolves, I'm going to pick talking shit about the Timberwolves. <laughs> um, and the Timberwolves, man, they have lost three out of their last four. They lost to the Pelicans without Anthony Davis. Um, and they lost to the Hawks at home when they were up by like 12 points in the beginning of fir- fourth quarter. Um, no excuse for that, man. Like, Andrew Wiggins has got to be the most, the biggest waste of talent that I've ever seen on an NBA court. <laughs> like, seriously, man, like, the guy is is built for basketball. Like, you just look at him like he he's, can slash, he's quick, he's got the height, um, he's not, like, strong, but he's not, like, he doesn't have, like, a weak frame either. Um, and, like, he just doesn't do anything with it, man. Like, it's it, – God, I would – I can't imagine, um, like, being a, a, a Timberwolves fan and knowing that you have him locked up for the next five years and just – I mean, I feel like you just have to have your fingers crossed that at some point something's going to click because you ain't trading that contract. Like, I don't, I don't feel like anybody's taking on that contract. That might be – John Wall bad, like just because at least John Wall is actually like an all star. <laughs> um, Andrew, Andrew Wiggins, like, do y'all remember, like three four years ago, maybe maybe only three, um, when people were talking about like, you know, maybe maybe the the Cavs and I I was one of these people uh, for a very brief amount of time. But maybe the Cavs made the wrong move, like, trading Wiggins for love and blah, 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 like, no, <laughs> they definitely didn't make the wrong move there. <laughs> um, they definitely made the absolute right move. And I always said, like, once they won the championship, I was like, that then it was the right move because you won the championship. doesn't matter what happens after that, you know, like. Cleveland, all they they wanted was just one, like just one championship, and they got it. So they made the right decision. But I think in general they made the right decision. Like, Because, man, he, he is shooting, like, terribly from the line this year. And in that Hawks game, he had a chance to close out the game twice. Um, and he went one of five down the stretch from the free throw line uh, shot like forty percent from the line on the night, um, and uh, they end up losing that game by three points. And like I'm sitting here as a Hawks fan, not only do we pick up a win that we don't necessarily need to pick up, but at the time had Minnesota won that game, they would have jumped ahead of Dallas, which would have given us a bumped that pickup for us. And so I'm just I'm. E- so basically, I'm bitching about, about Minnesota for fucking with my team. This is essentially what this boils down to <laughs> um, in our in our um, efforts to tank. But like, nevertheless, still, man, like, how do you lose to the Pelicans without Anthony Davis? Like, that that's just crazy. Like, you're you. I know you don't have like um, Jimmy Butler anymore, but I mean, you still have a good team. Derrick Rose is playing great uh Carl Anthony Towns has really kind of you know gotten back to the uh, cat style basketball um it's Wiggins man Wiggins is the guy who ain't pulling his weight and it 's crazy because he you know has signed a hundred and forty million dollar contract like that dude needs to start playing man he 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 needs to throw out that fucking energy and and get some new energy because that shit's fucking tired man anyway, anybody else want to add on to that?
2: I think it's all uh, I said right there, man. I don't know. <laughs> Derrick Rose is killing himself, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, Derek Rose, easy most improved player, uh, candidate and sixth man of the year candidate,
2: uh yes. throughout yes. like
1: this season. Oh, and by the way, I'm gonna throw tick throw this to you, Joel. Um like uh 'cause I threw it out last night. I think uh if uh the Lakers have to give up ball and Ingram and whatever other pieces to get, Mm. um, to get Anthony Davis, you know, whether it's this season Mm -hmm. or more likely in the off season, man, like why Mm -hmm. not look at Derrick Rose, like bring in D Rose. who's like balling out, man. Like if he's putting up numbers like that, because they won't quite have enough for like a max spot. But if you can put Derrick Rose on that team, who's, you know, still hungry to prove himself needs, still needs to win a ring. Like Derek Rose, um, LeBron, Anthony Davis, um and then you you know, you you try to keep Hart and Kuzma. Like that that's pretty damn good actually. No. So
2: not at all actually.
1: But um yeah, just just food for thought. I'm always thinking ahead. Uh Juwan, uh anybody else you wanna highlight in the West
0: before we move on? Uh no no, I was just gonna kinda piggyback off what you were saying about Wiggins. Uh, I, I look at Wiggins, and <laughs> it's funny because uh, I, I I compared him. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day. I kind of compared him to someone who you saw, and you're just like, "Man, this guy's going to be like really good in this league." And then, like before you know it, you're kind of like, "Man, this guy's out of the league. Like, what happened?" And I kind of feel like at some point that's going to have to be the conversation of Wiggins, like. Of course, you know, there's nothing they could do because he's under contract. But, like, after that, because he's still super young, if Wiggins doesn't improve, where does he go at that point? Like, what, what happens with a guy who has shown he has no interest in playing defense, he has even less interest in, like, consistently uh, being an offensive threat? Uh, it, I, I watch the Timberwolves, and I'm like, if Derrick Rose isn't playing, it's literally just cat or bust. Uh, the pieces that they just got from the trade in the 76ers, those guys aren't even doing anything. So it's just like – it's it's a mess. I don't know if they need a new voice uh, from the head coach or if they just need to kind of tear everything down and just start from scratch uh, with Cat. But it's it's sad to watch that team and look at Wiggins and go, where did we go wrong? Yeah. like,
1: or, You know, or maybe it's just – I don't know. I don't – I don't want to – like, obviously, I don't really like Thibodeau, but I don't want to say, like, he doesn't challenge guys enough. I don't feel like that's really – the re- that's not really the reason I don't like him. Um, no, I mean – but, like, somebody needs to challenge Wiggins in a way that fits his personality. Like, obviously, we don't know the guy, but, like, somebody needs to, to like, shake that motherfucker and be like, yo, like, <laughs> you should be, like, an all-star right now. Like, you've been in the league long enough – you have enough raw talent; like you should be on that level, and he's just not. And it, yeah, it's 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 frustrating. But what are you gonna do? Um. Uh. So yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. Pels, Um. I, I do want to talk a little bit about the Pelicans, just real quick. Um. That man, they're in such a tough spot, um, and we kind of talked about this a little bit last night. Um. They uh. Well, well not on the show, but off air, um, they, they can't really afford to trade their first round pick because it, it it's right now it's too good to trade. Um, and they would want to put, put a protection on it and no one's going to trade for it. Uh, if it's protected, um, you know, and and with the strong possibility that it doesn't convey because everybody's looking at that situation like, well, if Anthony Davis leaves, then we're never going to see a first round pick out of that. If there's some any kind of long term protection, um, so that really limits the possibilities of what they can do. Um, you know, like I don't see any sort of big move that they can make, um that's going to be a difference maker for them. Because any, any move that they make that would be a big move would, A, cost them that first-round pick, and, B, cost them – it doesn't help their depth. So I think best-case scenario right now, they make a couple small transactions. Look at uh, you know, a guy like Isaiah Thomas. I thought Justin Holiday would have been a nice fit, but maybe there's somebody else out there um, who's around that same kind of price point. Um, and – you know, kind of work with that because there just ain't, I don't see a move out there that's going to be a difference maker for them. Um, Joel, you know, what are your thoughts on the Pels right now and, um, you know, just the kind of position that they found themselves in?
2: Um, well, uh, they were the team I was looking at that uh, they to look out for. They were my, my underdog team. Um, I didn't think they'd actually this much of an underdog <laughs> I thought they'd be better than this <laughs> um, but they've been hurt I mean that's really why they've struggled and the problem is they have such a terrible bench that they can't go with an injury to one of their starters and unfortunately they lost two of their starters they lost Alfred Payton for a long right. time and just got him back Mirachich has been out still out uh, so Julius Randle had to start uh, and that left you with a bench of crap um, and it's just you Wait, really you don't, get
1: you don't like from... you don't you don't
2: like Cechiolo? Diallo? <laughs> <laughs> Diallo is not gonna do it. Uh, Solomon <laughs> Hill is not gonna do it. Um, oh God, man! Talk about like not gonna do it. yeah, talk about like a
1: really shitty contract, man. Like uh, oh, it's like so it's bad. not it's not one of the really expensive shitty contracts, but it's still a really shitty contract. You ain't yeah, it hampered
2: them yeah. They can't get a Yeah, yeah and you know what? Props it.
1: Props to Larry Bird, like, because that was 2016, obviously when that contract was signed, yep. and you know they wanted to keep Solomon Hill, but like they were like, yeah, it's like, um,
2: not for that you money. You can
1: match this 44 million dollar, you know, offer sheet or 48 million dollars or whatever it was, and yeah, they were like, yeah, nah, peace, bro. Enjoy New Orleans. Please. We're good.
2: good call. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Orleans, yeah, we we thought we did something good. <laughs> uh they did yeah. do. Uh, it's one more. I think the same year too. And he's kind of worked out for them at least. Uh, yeah. But after that, I mean, no depth. They have no depth. Jalen Alcindor is the backup center. I mean, that's what I mean. They have no help. I mean, it's just Anthony Davis, Drew, Drew Holiday. Uh, they they managed last year. Uh, so I figured they could do it. But they they managed to say, after uh, Demarcus Cousins went down. They managed to say, the rest of the team managed to stay healthy. And then they brought in right. Miritich. That was the saving grace. As soon as that trade happened, it was a whole – they rocketed. Uh, and Miritich and Anthony Davis and, Drew and Julius Randle are great three-man, big-man threat. They they looked good in the beginning of the year. As long as they're healthy, they have a chance of winning. Those three guys healthy. Drew Holiday, uh, great player. I told more a decent player. Uh, and Alfred Payton, when he's playing, is pretty decent. I don't care what people say. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah. So it's just a yeah, I was really surprised the Suns didn't want to keep him.
2: Yeah, me too. Uh, I thought he was a good player. I like Alfred Payton, personally. Uh, but, uh, yeah, me too. Who knows what's going to happen. Uh, he's back, so hopefully he'll he'll start. He, he had a good game yesterday. He still lost, mm-hmm. but he had a good game. Why? Because the bench gave him five points. But, you know, that's enough. Of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much in a nutshell like all of their woes, especially when Miritich is out and so that way you don't have um, you know, Randall getting points for off the bench. He's getting all his points <laughs> to that start. Um right. but uh Juwan, anything you want to add before we move on to the East man?
0: Um, yeah. Uh <clears throat> uh what's going on with Anthony Davis is one of the biggest issues that happens in the NBA to where it's like if you don't draft really well, like, of course, Anthony Davis just fell in their lap. Um, but if you don't draft really well and you're a small market, you are, you are just completely depending a lot on great coaching, uh, the ability for the organization to surround your star with great talent. Um, because if not, you're going to find yourself in a situation like AD is in. Like, I guarantee you they're going to offer him the Supermax in the offseason. He's going to be like, No. And then when he can, he's gonna, he's right out of there. I mean, you you even got the NBA telling the Lakers to like, all right, come on guys, you gotta chill. Like, you're sending LeBron to take him out for dinner. Like, we see what that is. Stop it. Uh, it's <laughs> like, it is almost so guaranteed that this guy wants to go play with LeBron uh, that at this point they're just like, all right, look, you can't send players to go take other players out to dinner. Enough, I see what you're doing, but it goes to the bigger point of how how dangerous it is when you have big name guys like Durant go team up with the Warriors because it's like these small markets that are just like praying to get a guy like that in free agency those guys are looking down on those small markets like no never i would never go to you like are you so it's right. like that's why draft is so important for smaller markets because if you can't draft well you're never getting free agents and god bless you with keeping your own stars when it comes time for them to enter in free agency. So the Pelicans are just showing the rest of the NBA what the biggest problem in the NBA is. Uh and that's free agency, drafting and, and the the overwhelming uh amount of teams that are smaller markets um that can't land guys or really keep guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's very, very, very true. Um, All right, we're going to move on to the East, but before we do, i want to kick it over to Juwan for a word from our sponsor.
0: All right, thank you, Nick. Um, Basketball season obviously is in full effect. We know tickets from those specific teams are usually always stupid expensive. So, luckily for you guys, our audience, we have partnered with the great folks at SeatGeek to offer our fans a chance to save on ticket purchases. Download the and use code GEEKVIBES at checkout to get $20 off your first purchase. Make sure you guys are going out, signing up to get that $20 off your first purchase, and just make buying tickets a lot less stressful, easier, and convenient, and affordable uh, by going over to SeatGeek. So make sure you guys go over to SeatGeek and type in the code GEEKVIBE at checkout to get your $20 off your first purchase. Uh, thank you to SeatGeek
1: and back to you, Nick. Thanks, Juan. And yeah, shout out to SeatGeek. We're uh, very, very happy to have them as sponsor. It's one that we have been, uh, working on for a while. And, um, yeah, it just, it makes so much sense. You're SeatGeek. We're Geek Vibes, Like, come on guys, let's get it together. Like, and, uh, so it's, uh, a match made in heaven so far. and We hope, uh, to keep it up for a long time coming. Um, all right guys, let's get let's get to the east. Let's try to run through these a little quicker. Uh, obviously, we don't have as many teams to cover, so that's that's, that's kind of nice. Um uh the Bucks have kind of sub uh cemented themselves. Well, I wouldn't say cemented, but they are currently uh in first place in the Eastern Conference, have the best record in the NBA. Giannis is balling out, playing MVP basketball. Coach Bud has these guys playing great. Um uh, is this sustainable? Do you do you like when you look at the Eastern Conference, Joel? Do you think mm-hmm. the Bucks could make the NBA Finals?
2: I do. I think this is a they have a chance at least. Um, they have a chance to make the Eastern Conference Finals. They have a chance to make the finals because uh, they have the Greek Freak, and the all the Greek Freak needed was a little more depth, and that's what they did. They went out and got depth for the man because last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they were going to be good, and they were, but they were just missing certain components that just kept them from being where they are now. And now they have it. They're just a good – and they're a good defensive team, one. And, two, they could shoot it out of the park. So, And they have a guy who is a monster in the paint, in, in the Greek freak. Just, he's just yeah. a monster. He's a monster. We played him at least four times this year in – Every time I want to punch him in the face, but at the very least, I'm also. <laughs> I don't think you can reach his face, Jill. Can <laughs> I can't reach his face, but he's he's a, he's awesome. He's so like crazy good, uh, and, and a freak of nature. He's so damn long. It's just so hard to yeah. stop someone that athletic and long. And, and the fact that he's evolved from he was this really skinny, small forward when he started. You know, he could handle the ball yeah. a little bit very inefficient because he wasn't, he wasn't very strong. Now it's like nothing for this dude. It's just, I love I loved seeing him grow up. He, he went from a boy to a man the last couple of years, and it was nice to yeah. see it. Now he's, he's, he's gotten there, man. He's, he's, he's become a, gotten to the point where he's basically a superstar at this point. And uh, it's mainly because that team has been assembled very well around him, and now they got themselves a good coach. Not to say that Jason Kidd was a bad coach. I'm just saying that uh, they got a, a better coach <laughs> uh, for the foreseeable right. future. It's going to put the you know work them better. I think Brooke Lopez adding Brooke Lopez is great. Um, Milton's been a really good player for them. Borderline all plus and Brogdon and uh, and um, so have been really uh, doing really well playing together uh, in the backcourt. They added some deaths with George Hill recently in that trade with the Cavs. That's a good backup point guard. They really weren't using a backup point guard. Now they do have a backup point guard. They have Tony Snell, and they have um, – well, Silva's healthy. Of course, Silva has been hurt a lot lately. But that's another guy. And then, of course, they have Tom Maker. They got it. It's just a matter of can they do it through the playoffs. I don't know. I have to see that to believe that. But I think they have the at least the talent to do so.
1: Yeah. And I think, like, at some point in time – and I don't think you can necessarily do it right now, but maybe in the off season once every, if if everything plays out the way that we think it is with Anthony Davis, I think like maybe, maybe I'll take it upon myself to write, write an article of a, like a cautionary tale um, of how not to manage a franchise with a superstar versus how to manage a franchise with a superstar in a small market. Because like, Everything that mm-hmm. Juwan just said that like New Orleans wasn't getting right, Milwaukee has gotten right. Like they didn't they yeah. didn't trade away all their draft picks. They drafted well enough. Um, yeah. You know they they obviously they have some misses. Uh, you know DJ Wilson though he he has finally started getting some play.
2: Um, yeah, so he's playing nice to
1: see. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um,
1: and Thon Maker just you know still kind of up in the air on that.
2: Um, right, up and but
1: Obviously. Right, but obviously they hit it on Chris Middleton. Or actually well, I think they, they picked him up in Chris a trade, Middleton. didn't they?
2: Yeah, they traded for Chris Middleton. Yeah.
1: yeah he was with they what, Detroit. They
2: traded Brandon Knight, I think. Yeah, Detroit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but okay, so they made a smart acquisition there. Um they hit it on yeah. Rogdon, uh and um you know, and and they didn't they didn't make a a rash decision with Jabari Parker. Like they looked at that situation and was like then we could keep yeah. Jabari Parker, but obviously we got to, financial things we got to worry about, and, you yeah. know, we could get a guy like Ursan Ilyasova who's going to be way cheaper, and we'll just fit better with what we got here. Um,
2: like, mm-hmm. just smart decision-making.
1: Um, and it, it's taken them time to get there. Like, they, you know, mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing is, um, you know, because they went through, you know, the, the – like their current GM is not the GM who was there when they drafted on Sukumbo. Um, but ownership was patient. You know, like made, made, has made enough right moves along the way. Um, you know, whereas you got the new Orleans situation where it's just like, man, like it's, you kind of like Washington. Like you're always trying to cut corners to make it a win now situation. And it's like, dude, when you draft um, a superstar, you got like 7 years to figure it out. Don't rush it. Like it it mm-hmm. takes time. But um but yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. I think I think Milwaukee could find themselves uh in in the uh NBA championship. Like they definitely have a shot. Like uh I don't I don't give anybody else any better odds than them to come out of the East. So I agree. Um, but uh Juwan, your thoughts on the books?
0: Uh well, my biggest issue with Giannis was um I always thought, like, if he couldn't develop a jumper, like, he just he, he couldn't be effective because a lot of teams would just <clears throat> try to stack the, uh, stack the paint or, or double him on drive um, and kind of start to force him to either go in a direction that uh, he's not dominant in or to try to force him to shoot it. And this season, Giannis is just like, no, 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 I don't have to shoot. If you guys double me or try to restrict me from, like, going to the lane... I'll dunk over you, or I'll, like, finesse and stretch my arm to where, like, I lay it up. Like, it's just like Giannis Giannis is one of those guys that I love because it's like, no, 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 you guys don't dictate what kind of player I'm going to be. If I want to dunk a million times a game, I'm going to dunk a million times a game. Um, And it's just amazing how effective he is, not only offensively, but defensively, and the thing is, yeah. with a guy like Giannis, you don't even have to be a great defender. Your length is your defense. Like, <laughs> you're long as hell. Put yeah. your hands up. Like, it's that simple. Um, so it's one of those things to where it's like the guy has completely blown me away. Like, when Kobe told him, like, you know, when Kobe was passing out everything he wanted to see from players uh, in the upcoming season, and he kind of told uh, Giannis, I want you to be MVP. And Giannis was like, okay. And, like, I, I thought as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, all right. Out of everybody that's great in the NBA, I don't think he's going to win it. Um, and now I'm sitting back like, yeah, I think he's pretty much like the shoe-in uh, <laughs> to win the MVP this year. Um, I, I do think they, they have a chance to make it to the finals. I'm not going to say that they'll make it. I still have Boston uh, because you guys know I'm biased to Kyrie. And I do honestly um, have,
2: <clears throat> excuse me, the Sixers.
0: Uh, up there, also. Um, I just feel like Joel Embiid with Jimmy Butler, uh, they could just be really big time come playoffs. But that's not me saying that Milwaukee doesn't stand a chance. I think they do. Um, I'm just letting my bias show. It's the Boston Celtics. Um, but yeah, man, this guy Giannis. is unbelievable. Uh, and it's crazy because, because I don't York even Knicks like ever. Yeah, I don't even <laughs> like Giannis mainly because I think he's the reason. Obviously, I, I don't mean this. I'm I'm joking. But I blamed him for Kristaps being injured. Um, so it's like every time mm-hmm. I watch him and I'm like, man, I love this guy's game. I'm like, I can't love it too much. He's the reason why we don't have KT right now. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, every time this guy plays, plays the Knicks, he's either dunking over Hardaway completely like he doesn't exist or he's just, just doing crazy things. But that team is, is built to make a run. Uh, you got Brooke Lopez thinking. I think Brooke Lopez yes. pulled a monster. And I think he took Clay's Clay's ability to shoot threes. That's like <laughs> I, I saw Brook Lopez take a step back three. I was like, "Who is this? Like, who, who am I We're watching good, right
2: man. now?" Brook Lopez um, shoot. Yeah, Always man. could, man.
0: Yeah, man. So it, it's one of those yeah, things he really, where it's like he I,
1: really I, developed sorry, that his last season in Brooklyn. Like his very last season in Brooklyn, he started shooting threes. Um, and you know, when he when he went over to um, uh LA I thought he was gonna be good for them. Like I was like, dude yeah, it was good. like be able to like stretch the paint and they just never played him. Um, like he barely played at all out in LA. Um and I was honestly surprised they didn't want to keep him, especially at that like mark and when you got LeBron James, like yeah, he would fit perfectly mm-hmm. as a LeBron James center. Um but then again I was surprised they didn't keep Julius Randle either. So um yeah. but <laughs> Yeah, um, they're
0: just full of great decisions over there. But um but yeah it in, in closing <laughs> They impressed me a lot, um, top to bottom. And another thing that just isn't being mentioned enough is how well coached this team is. I mean, yes, a lot of oh, people are yeah. freakishly <laughs> talented. Uh, Giannis is, yes, I get that, coach, but man. come on. We Good can't coach. sleep on the coaching of the Bucks. And I think that, if anything, will be one of the biggest things that could lead that team to the finals is that they're so well coached and you don't, have any, yeah. you don't have any egos, you don't have any guys after games talking about, yeah, we're the greatest. You just have humble, hard hat kind of guys, and that's what could uh, lead that team to the finals. Yeah,
2: look what he can yeah. do with talent. Team
0: yeah, with and, talent, and, obviously. Right. and that's the thing.
1: Like, Well, that uh, – two things. Uh, also, like Bledsoe, now that he's had a year to, like, ingratiate himself into that lineup, like, he looks better um, he kind of seemed like he didn't quite fit last year, but, um, but, and, and I think working under coach Bud, man, like people, people, uh, kind of, when, when you're talking about best coaches in the league, people kind of often skip over Bud, um, you know, because, you know, well, fuck, I mean, he was in Atlanta and especially when we decided to rebuild, um, but like, you can't forget man he led a team with no superstar to 60 wins in the eastern conference finals (laughs) like um (laughs) like and like seriously no superstar we had a a bevy of we we were kind of like the way the clippers are now it'd be like if if doc rivers uh led the clippers to the eastern conference finals um and then of course like got beat by the warriors in in a sweep (laughs) like it would be that would be the equivalent um of what Mm -hmm. we had going on in Atlanta. Um, cause like Teague, Corver, Carroll, Millsap and Horford, like none of those guys are superstars. Like, we I think Mm -hmm. four of them were all stars that season, which was super cool. But, um, but like, you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they look really good, man. They look good. Um, all right, let's move on Raptors. Um, so they, they have kind of been losing a few games here and there. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, it was bound to happen. Like they weren't just going to keep winning at such a high clip as they were early on in the season. But I still really like this team. I like this team a lot going into the season. It's like, dude, they're only going, going to improve. I really like what Nick Nurse is doing on the coaching end. And I think more coaches should be implementing – um, like, his style of coaching. And I'll give you an example. You um, know, KC, they have New Orleans Noel. I think there are certain games where, like, cert- certain matchups where they should just be like, hey, Steven, like, we love you, but, like, we really think we'd be better suited for this particular matchup to go with a guy who's a little quicker, a li- 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 little more light-footed, a little quicker, like, li- li- maybe a little better of a rim protector, um and so we're gonna start Nerlens in this game, but I mean of course you're gonna get, you know, twenty to you know, twenty five minutes, so like and you know, you're not we're not you're not losing your starting job. We're just gonna kinda like, you know, play this team a little differently. Um basically Nurse has done that with Abaca and Valanciunas, and because they are such mm-hmm. different style of players, um, he utilizes them in such different ways. And props to both of those guys, too, because they've bought in. Um, they know that they're not worried about their minutes game to game. Um, they know they're going to get their minutes throughout the season and their time to shine, and, and um, some matchups favor the other player. Um, and that, to me, has been kind of the, the coolest thing um, to watch. Obviously, um, Kawhi's been great. Lowry um, has has essentially taken a, a less of a scoring um uh role um and, and just decided I'm gonna get everybody else involved. At one point in the season he was leading the league in assists. Rip Westbrook um has passed him now but uh, but he's still like way up there. I think he's like hovering right around ten assists per game. And yeah, he's like uh, 9.8, I
2: think last uh, time I said. So
1: yeah, yeah, I think so. Um so yeah he's been good and Pascal Siakam man, Pascal Siakam has really Ooh. come on really started playing. Ooh, like does, that dude man. is He's a beast, dude. He's good. I like him. Uh, and so, yeah, man, this team's just good. They got a lot of depth. Um, I thought. I think it's interesting. I think they could actually benefit, not that I think they'll do it, but um, they could benefit from trading for trade. in, I don't want to phrase this, they could benefit by, thank you, uh, trading for a guy like Bazemore because um, they already have so much depth. So if you flip, like, C.J. Miles, who ain't giving you shit this year, um, and, uh, and say, Man, like, really? Danny Green expiring, <laughs> um, and, and you got a guy like Bazemore who could, like, come in and, like, really give you energy and, and, and you know, be a really good defender and a smart player, um, obviously what they would really ideally want to do is include Norman Powell in that deal, not uh, Danny Green. Um, but I just don't think the Hawks would want have any interest in taking on four years at like almost ten million dollars a year for Norman Powell. Um, but like they could really benefit for a little a small little move like that. Um but anyway, uh Joel, what are what are your thoughts on the Raptors thus far? And and um I guess kind of the same thing. Like I mean it obviously I don't feel like it would shock you or me if they made the the um championship.
2: Not at all. No, I mean I think we really right there with the Bucks. is the best team in the East. Um, and uh, Kyle Lowry's been hurt for a couple weeks now. <laughs> it looks like um, so they've been without one of their better players, and uh, they they've dealt with injuries. I think Balanchunas is out right now. So it's like it's just they've got they they managed though. They're good. They're a good squad. Siakam is really a, a candidate for most improved, uh, taking over the starting power forward spot. Oh yeah. Kawhi Leonard looks like fucking Kawhi Leonard. We were worried he might not. You never know because after what happened last year. But he's Kawhi Leonard. He's been great. Uh, Danny Green's playing yep. his role. You know he's playing his role. That's a good guy. It's exactly. He knows what he knows he, he does what he needs to do. Uh, Van Fleet is still doing Van Fleet thing. You know Van Fleet does what he does. Uh, now starting at the moment, but you know he's still a decent uh, guard for them. Delamite and uh, they're they're good. They're they're. They're good. <laughs> like they're, I like them a lot. O.J. Nanobi a versatile defender off the bench, and guard threes and fours and two. Yeah, and, you know. So you, it's just you have, and of course, C.J. Miles hasn't had the best season. <laughs> but um, it's just it's they're good. I, I'm not really worried. Like you said, maybe they could add. Um, maybe make a small move to add to their depth. Um, but aside from that, and I, I think they're pretty solid. And I think as long as when they get healthy, 100% healthy again. I can evaluate them better because I think when they're a hundred percent they're healthy, which hopefully by the playoffs they are, um, they're a team to be reckoned with for sure. They just feel different. Yeah. I don't know why. They just yeah. feel different. I don't know what it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you if you're asking me like hundred percent healthy Toronto Raptors, I feel like they're the most talented team in the East. Um and like that's not to take away anything from any of the other teams. I just mean like top to bottom, like no, depth. No, 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 no. Um the versatility, rotation. Um like they don't like and that's the thing, like they don't have like you you could team like Philly. Philly obviously like their are um number one, number two, and maybe even their number three player are better than Toronto's number two player, Kyle Lowry. Um but I I, I would put Kawhi above all the guys in Philly. Um, but like Philly didn't have the depth. And then, you know, you, you you take a look at like a team like Milwaukee and it's like I mean it's a coin flip between Giannis and Kawhi. Um and then, you know, you just talk about a team that's got a little bit more experience, um and you know, essentially just um I, I think again, just top to bottom a little bit better. Um and you know, even a team like Boston, like Kawhi's better than Kyrie. Like I love Kyrie, but Kawhi's better. And, you know, I I don't think any of the ancillary pieces that uh, Boston has are, are better than what Toronto has. So, like, yeah, I mean, they're right there, man. They're they, Like Juwan said, they don't have any fucking excuse this year. Like, this is the year where they yeah. need to fucking make it. Um, so, uh, with that being said, Juwan, um, just uh, your quick thoughts on uh, <laughs> Toronto. I mean, I know you already kind of said a little bit earlier, but anything that you wanted to
0: add? Uh, well, first they're getting blown off the mat right now to the Spurs. It's like twenty eight to eleven. <laughs> Four minutes left in the in the first quarter. Um, Demar the Rose is pop. The really bitch was like, I don't sure. care what happens. Pop's
1: like, I don't care what happens. The rest of the fucking year, you will not lose this game, motherfucker.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honestly, it's funny because if you look at how fired up Pop has been on on the sideline and how fired up DeRozan has been on the floor, those two guys really want to stick it to – DeRozan wants to stick it to the Raptors. Right. To stick it to, the, uh, to Kawhi. Um, but, no, uh, to, to go to the Raptors, I slightly disagree with you, Nick, um, on the matchup between um, Toronto and Boston. Um, I feel as though they are, if not the best matchup for Toronto in the East. Um, mainly because of their skilled players at, at the different positions. Um, and especially if that game uh, the other night wasn't a fluke from Gordon Hayward and he could actually give you that, that production sure. going forward, that yeah. team is, is, is really, really, really looking like it, it's going to come into its dominant yeah. form. Um, the, the problem I have with, with Boston as far as their inconsistency is, it seems like a lot of games when Kyrie is on the court, they're depending on Kyrie. And then when he's not on the court, like, at all, they play a lot better. And it's weird because it's like you guys played really great as a team last year. What changed? Like, nothing major changed except now Tatum's being looked at as a star. Um, Brown is being looked at as a promising, um, a, a promising solid uh, player. Hayward is now back. So it's like that fundamental change has come about the team now, and it shows, Um, which is really good for us Knicks fans, like possibly prying him away. But back to the Raptors. um, I look at them and I go, like I said before, it looks like there's nothing stopping them from going to what I I believe is their first ever finals appearance. Um, And, like, I don't see anyone that's like how LeBron was to where it's like, all right, they're not getting past, like, LeBron whatsoever. <laughs> like, I don't know why he's their kryptonite, but he just is. Um, This year, it's like, what's stopping you? Like, go to the finals. Go to the finals and then beat Golden State. Um, So they just have all the, the pieces that, that you would need them to have to make that push. It comes down to, and, and I said this last year, and I was wrong, but I'll say it again this year, to me, it'll come down to coaching. Uh, Brad Stevens versus, I can't even remember the, the coach's name for the Raptors. Nick Nurse. Um I feel as though Nurse, Okay, uh, thank you. Um I think it'll come down to coaching. And that will be what the difference maker will be, um against the uh against the Celtics, which I think will be the Eastern Conference Finals. Um but like I said, there's no excuse. You go out there and you, you go get that ring this year. I don't think that there's anything stopping them.
1: Word. Um well, all right, well,
0: let's since you since you brought up the Celtics,
1: let's go ahead and skip ahead, we'll talk a little Celtics. Um they've kind of started to, to, to get it together. Tyrese's getting like to that sort of MVP form that I was hoping he would be at at the beginning of the season. Um when I kind of maybe stupidly said he would he could be the MVP this year. Um but uh mm-hmm. um but no, I mean he he's really starting to ball out. But I do think it is a little concerning that when when he is like Juan said when he is on the court it is like they rely on him too much, and when when he's not on the court, and everybody's kind of getting more equal touches, they seem to do better. And it's like, um, not as a team, but just like as as those particular players seem to do better. Um, I don't know. I I I'm I definitely think that Brad Stevens is going to figure it all out, but I, I think it'll be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised though if if this year. If Boston, like I could see them making it to the finals, I could see them losing in the first round.
2: Like
1: I mean, it, I I, it's going to depend on where they where they're seated. If they're not in the top three, I could see them losing in the first round. Because um, if they have to go up against a team like the Pacers or the Sixers or the Raptors or the Bucks in the first round that's going to be a tough, tough, like, way to start off the playoffs. Um, I I really think all of these teams are really trying to get in that top three because there's five teams in the East. You don't want to be in that four or five spot where you're having to face off against, like, one of those other contenders. Um, So I think that's really what Boston needs to set its eyes on, is getting in that top three. Uh, But, Joel, what are your thoughts on the Celtics?
2: Fuck them. That's what I'm not playing. Uh, it's uh, Celtics. Um, I'm not really worried. I'm not really worried about the Celtics. Uh they're they're gonna be just fine. I was never worried about the Celtics. Um they're they're obviously been playing a lot better lately. Tyree's been balling. Uh the the young guys have uh taken, I guess taken a step back. They and uh and, and they've struggled a little bit but uh, and they, but you know, coaching does what coaching does, and he made his adjustments. Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris are now uh, in the starting lineup, and it's worked. It worked a lot better this way. Uh, it gives uh, Kyrie and Jason Tatum more, more room to play, uh, so they can do more, do their thing a little better with a little more room, a little more space. And then you got really good role players, the Marcus Morris, Marcus Smart, who are also feisty motherfuckers that are kind of annoying, that that are just going to do the dirty work, you know. And then you had Al Horford, Mr. you know, as long as he's healthy, because that has been a bit of problem for Al this year. He hasn't really been healthy. But how uh, he's healthy, he's, he's, he's a force. He's a force in the paint all the time. Al Horford is one of the better players in this league uh, right now, uh, especially when he's healthy. A great defensive anchor for a, a boss of team that is, you know, known for their defense. And then, of course, now the bench is enforced. We're bringing Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward off the bench and Terry Rozier um, when, you know, Who's, who's also struggled this year, but also a good player to have off the bench. Uh, but right. I like them; they're good. They're really, really good. They should never be ever be counted out because they're feisty, uh, and, and they're just they got what it takes to get to the, to the Eastern Finals again. Uh, they got they they can obviously they have the talent to obviously make the the the, the, the just the Finals in general. But um, God willing, that won't happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, no, nah, and I I gotta give props to Stevens on that decision. Like, um, yeah, like sure. I I really think it was smart because bringing in Marcus Smart, and not Marcus and, Smart, and, you know, <laughs>
2: uh,
1: but no, nah, bringing him into the starting lineup makes sense because you're like Kyrie is obviously um, going to get most of the offensive touches, and right. like Jalen Brown just wasn't wasn't fitting, wasn't operating, and and bringing in Marcus Smart and and putting. Uh, bringing Brown off the bench where he's kind of probably more comfortable playing alongside Rozier, it it seemed – it made sense. And I honestly think throughout, like, if the season progresses like it does, um, or or, or I guess like it has, I might even um, consider, like, um, maybe not necessarily bringing Tatum off the bench, but, like, rotating Tatum to play with those guys um, so he can get even more touches and maybe playing Hayward a little bit more, um, with Kyrie. It'll just depend. It, it, like I have no doubt in my mind that Stevens will, will figure it out. Um, but, uh, but I definitely like, I think I, I want to get Marcus Morris as many minutes as possible. <laughs> like, um, cause Marcus Morris has been playing great for them. Um, he's been shooting threes like a baller all season. Um, and, like, I just I, – I like that guy a lot. I, I really think they should, like, m- make him uh, a focal point um, and, and try to get him as many minutes as possible. And, like, you know, putting him in the starting lineup, too, because that was kind of the other adjustment, um, like, yeah. I think was really smart. Makes fine. a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Exactly. Um, but, uh, uh, Juwan, anything you want to add on the Celtics before we move on?
0: Uh yeah, uh everything that we were saying on, you know, Kyrie, you know, not playing, they they play great whatever whatever. It's a great problem to have. Let's start there. That is a great problem yeah. to have. Uh Very because true. if you can get it working, you're great. Um I I will say uh I agree with you. I think they should uh they should rotate Tatum in and out of the the starting lineup uh so you can get more touches. I think he would honestly be more effective um, coming off the bench because he's not necessarily a spark plug kind of guy. He could be your star off the bench. I mean, because you're, you're asking Jalen, who's not consistent offensively, um, and Hayward, who's just coming back, um, to, to pretty much be your bucket getters. And I think, like Joel said, Terry Rozier has been struggling. Um, so it's like if you can get Tatum in the mix, he can kind of uh, open things up to kind of get other guys going. But I will say the biggest thing Brad Stevens has to work out—the last thing I will say—is you have to make sure you're fixing things when Kyrie is on the court, because what's happening is you're becoming one-dimensional. So teams are just stopping Kyrie, yeah. and the offense is just stuck. So it's like you gotta get Kyrie, whether it's forcing Kyrie to be more pass-happy to kind of get others going, um, because or what you don't want, more. right? Because what you don't want is what the Knicks suffered with with Melo which is like everyone's just like, oh, man, he's so awesome scoring. I'm going to just sit here and watch. And then it's like when Melo looked to, to kick out, the guy wasn't even ready. because <laughs> right. he, he just spent, like, the entire shot clock just watching. So it's like you don't <laughs> want that, especially heading into the playoffs where, like you said, Nick, um, if you don't get that top three, you mess around, you, patience will knock you out. Like, if, <laughs> Oladipo is yeah. playing no games out here. Um, so you got to be very careful, and you got to start to work out those kinks now. Um, because that'll be a huge issue if that team is stagnant come playoffs.
1: Absolutely. And you brought up the Pacers. Let's get into them. Um, like, Oladipo has continued his great play from last season. I think Sabonis has really stepped up and should be in the conversation for most improved player um, this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, honestly, like, like, I know Miles Turner is, is more versatile, a better shooter. Uh, better shot blocker um, but like Sabonis is like everything else that you want in a big man like they really complement each other very well you can play them at the same time um, obviously they can share minutes at um, apart from each other to cover your five spot um, but that's a nice little tandem that they got going on there um, and again just like that's gotta go down as one of the greatest like trades in NBA history because like how often is it that a trade happens that really benefits both teams <laughs> like like really, both teams come yeah. out like better than they were before from the trade no one saw like that coming. Indiana <laughs> and yeah, Indiana is better than they were before uh when than when they had Paul George, and obviously o k c is better now having paul George, so like
2: mm-hmm. fucking
1: awesome, man, I love it when a trade works out like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, uh, Turner's kind of turned it on a little bit more as of late. I'd like to see Turner get some more, like, three-point um, opportunities. I, he takes, a, a, like, a couple a game. I'd like to see him get that number up a little bit because I think he actually could be a really effective three-point shooter. Um, I'd like to see him kind of be utilized maybe a, even a little bit more like Brooke Lopez um, and get, like, four or five a game. Because, um, I mean, I think he he's – if he could get that rhythm. Um, he can knock down those corner threes, man. Um, so like, I, I think that could be something they could, you know, try to work on, but obviously like Ola is really good. They, they have all of their future picks so they can make a trade if they want to. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're in prime position to, to um, kind of be the, the sort of le- least talented team of the big five, but could beat any one of these other four teams. Like, Um, let's not forget they presented, um, LeBron James with the biggest challenge, uh, in the Eastern conference last year. Like we were all watching that series. Like, fuck, man, are the Pacers going to beat LeBron like in the first round? Like, damn. And like, yeah, I, I mean, and Oladipo was balling out. Bogdanovich has figured out like how to play defense. Um, and he's good for, um, you know, a few threes and he can have a game where he goes off for thirty. Like they they again, and that's why I liked them going in last year. They got a complete team from top to bottom. They got ten, eleven, maybe even twelve guys who can play the game and play it well. Um so yeah, I mean I I, no surprise to me that they're currently sitting number three in the East. Uh, but Joel, what are your thoughts?
2: Um the Pacers are uh bad. I liked them a lot, actually. Uh, I've been surprised. Not surprised, actually, at all. I, I, I had them up there. Um, I just, the, oh, like you said, that one of the best trades in the modern era because of the fact that no one thought it was a good trade. <laughs> like, everyone sure. looked at it, and they're like, why would you trade Paul George for them? And then you're like, why would Paul right. George, what is he going to do? He's going to leave. He's not going to stay there. Right. I mean, that's stupid. Uh, and yeah. nothing worked out that way, and they both got the best for the the best bang for their buck. And yet you got mm-hmm. an all star and a half. So like the people became a, one of the best shooting guards in the league when he got to Indiana, and now you got the second team All of, NBA uh,
1: last year. I think
2: he, It probably I, I, he's up there. He's one of the better guys out there, all around. Like he's defender, offense, he does it all. And then you have now Devontae Cumbon is a guy who's a, who's practically an all star coming off your bench. <laughs> and it's like, holy crap, like, where did the, I mean, these guys, I like Sabonis coming out of college, and you know? I'm but no one expected him to be as good as he has been so quickly, um, and then, of course, Paul George was already an all-star. He had a good year last year with OKC. OKC had an OK year last year They made the playoffs. They struggled a little bit, you know, with mellow issues. Um, then you have um, this year, where he's balling out and decided to stay in OKC. It's just Wonderful how that played out. And for Indiana especially, a team that was basically going to rebuild, didn't really have to wait that long. They got their guys right back. They basically got two really good pieces in return, and they went forward uh, real quick. And now they're a playoff team at third, uh, their knees right now. And, they're, look, they can hang with anyone. So I'm not even – they're at least nine deep. And I, they're, they're they're good. They're really good. Yeah, it's funny.
1: I was just looking up Sabonis' stats. He's shooting he's – granted, he only attempts .2 uh, three-pointers a game. But mm-hmm. on those .2 three-pointers a game, he's shooting 83% from three. <laughs>
2: like,
1: <Thanks>. what? <laughs> um, yeah, no. that that's that's crazy. Maybe they need to get him some more three point shots up as well. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, no nah, man, they, they they've been really playing well. They've really been tying it together. Um, Juwan, hey, I'm gonna skip you on this one uh, just because we're we're running short on time, so we can get to the Sixers, um, and that'll be the last team we talk about because there's really only five teams that matter in the East anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But the Sixers, uh, they've been you know essentially playing. Uh, Playing very well since they acquired Jimmy Butler, Um, though there are some question marks. Uh, Ben Simmons' inability to shoot, um, I think, is viewed as a as a big um, sort of uh, you know kind of uh, long term or at least short term problem. They have some depth issues, but obviously, um, as far as like a big three is concerned, they have the best in the Eastern Conference. Um, Embiid is is. Obviously, been balling out all year, uh, Jawan. What do you? What are your thoughts on Philly, uh, and 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 sort of how do you think their big three? Um, how do, what do you look at as far as their fit, and how do you think that stacks up against all of these other teams who just have all of this depth? All these other five teams have a ton of depth, and Philly is without that. But if there's one time where depth doesn't matter, it is the playoffs. So. How do you see Philly um, going, and do you think there's maybe something that they need uh, in order to um, maybe give themselves a better opportunity uh, this year in the playoffs?
0: Um, Depth, to me, uh, isn't a big issue for, for the Sixers, mainly because my biggest issue with OKC's victory last year was rotational issues. Like, you had three scores playing all at the same time, why? Right. Like, why Why were you ever doing that? It made no sense. And then they consistently stuck to it. So if you're the Sixers yeah. come playoff time, you just have to find rotations that work. So if Ben Simmons, since he can't shoot, if that means coming off the bench, he's surrounded with shooters, I like that, because that means he can get those guys open, he can find them in great spots for them to knock down shots. If that means Butler is in that rotation to where he can score with the guys off the bench. Or, um, you know, you let Butler and, and uh, Simmons sit and you rotate uh, MB to, to play with the bench. Whatever. You just, under no circumstances, should have all three of those guys for large portions of that game that are outside of the fourth quarter. Um, yes. So, yes, like you said, playoffs, no, I don't think that'll be a big deal. But I do think, uh, and it'll be my last thing, that they do have to get Finn Simmons this offseason to just work on a small jump shot, just a little perimeter shot. Yeah. Mid range. Just something to keep the defense honest. Because every time you touch the ball, guys are, like, at the rim. Like, (laughs) they're like, what what are you going to (laughs) do? All you do is drive it. (laughs) It's like, I don't even need to be up on you. Um, And he's not even, like, Giannis to where it's like, all right, cool. You you know, you're going to force me to drive? Cool, I'll drive it and bang it on you. Like, Ben Simmons isn't even that kind of guy. Like, he's of the mindset of I'll drive it and kick it out. Um, but right. I do think the Sixers are a dangerous team because of the, the, the healthy mix of Butler and Embiid, two guys that can go after it. Um, and come playoff time, I don't think the, the depth will really matter that much. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think Sixers are a team that you should uh, put in that mix for. They could really go after it all and, uh, and, and have a shot at, at getting to the NBA Finals.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think any one of those top five teams in the East have that chance. I like to see them get some shooting, whether it's in a trade or on the buyout market, um, which of course that's what they did last season. They um, they obviously were able to pick up Bellinelli and Ilyasova, and that was huge for them. Um, you know, going down the stretch of that that uh, that run. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I do agree with you that they have the talent. I do kind of wonder. Um, I think Brett Brown's still really figuring out how to make it all work. Like, um, it's great on paper, but how do you make it work on the court? Um, and kind of like you said, I think some maybe he needs to try implementing some different rotations. One of the lineups that was hugely successful last season was um, a line, the lineup where they just put Ben Simmons in with four shooters around him. Um, the only problem with that is they don't have four other shooters right now, um, like so that's um, that's problematic. Um, but yeah, I think some some lineup tweaks and different things like that are, are definitely a necessity. Um, Joel, your quick thought on the Sixers before we close it out, man.
2: Sixers, I like I like Sixers a lot. They have a, I love their big three. I love, I'm a big fan of Benson and. Uh... And be the monster, and of course, Jimmy Butler. Again, I thought getting Jimmy Butler was a great, great get because he could play offense and defense. And uh, I think it's veteran depth is where they struggle. Their bench is made up of really three rookies at this point, and that's not a terrible yeah. thing, but at the same time, there's no experience besides from McConnell and uh, right now Muscala, who's getting most of the in big man minutes. Amir Johnson has been available right. all year. So it's like, it's like, they need more better in depth shooting uh, off the bench uh, cuz their starting five is pretty decent. Um, Wilson Chan is okay. I like Wilson Chan, I've always been a fan obviously we drafted him. <laughs> but yeah, Sixers are good. They just need maybe maybe another piece or two to to, to completely complete I, mean, I still think they have a chance at the finals regardless, but they to, to to solidify it they need at least another bet. Yeah,
1: like I would I would like to see them go out and like that's why I thought Justin Holiday made so much sense, but I would like to see them hopefully get somebody like him on the buyout market. So you could run like similar, like in, in spurts, you could run like Ben Simmons, JJ Reddick player yet to be determined. Um, Wilson Chandler and Mike Mascala as as like your shooting, uh, version of what you had last year. Like Mescala's is not quite the shooter that Ilyasova is, but he's close enough. Um, and you know, like hope, but hopefully, what you what you'd be looking for is you could find a guy in that player yet to be determined who could be the equivalent of what Bellinelli gave you last year, um, and like we'll just have to wait and see how that you know, like if that player emerges on the buyout market because you you really never know how that's going to go until it happens, and I honestly feel like last season, like a the Sixers got really lucky, but B like. There's not always that many good candidates on the buyout market. Um, sometimes it's real quiet. So we'll we'll just see kinda of how it all plays out, um for, you know, all of these teams involved. Um but uh but anyway we're gonna leave it there. Uh thank you, Joel, thank you, Jawan, uh, for joining me tonight. And um fellas uh all, everybody out there, be sure to stay tuned. Um We have another excellent episode of Geek Vibes Live coming up this Sunday. Juwan, uh, you got about 45 seconds. you got a review show coming up on Saturday. Let me hear about it.
0: Yes, we do. We will be breaking down uh, Black Mirror uh, uh, Bandersnatch. Sorry, I couldn't remember the name. Uh, So stay tuned for that. It'll be me, Kimberly, and Tia completely breaking down the first ever interactive movie uh, in Black Mirror Bandersnatch. So stay tuned for that. And like Nick said, stay tuned for Top Ten and Geek Lives Live this week uh this
1: weekend. Indeed, sir. Uh and again, thank you to Seek Geek uh for sponsoring this pod. Uh we very much appreciate it. And uh we will see you guys next week. But until then, peace. Peace.
2: peace.